Lefondre looking to get close side of Vaughn. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls preview podcast. Oh, it's getting quite Christmassy, isn't it? Now, I feel like I put the lights on. A little few uh, Christmas jumpers on. Get some Christmas drinks down me. Mince pies. And to help me talk in this festive period, I've joined by Scoop Dog himself, James Earnshaw from the Reading Chronicle. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Glad tidings. Merry Crimbo and all that. Yeah, what, what would you say is your number one Christmas film there, James? Because for me, it's just Die Hard. It has to be, doesn't it? Can't mention that name. I know it's spelled differently, but you can't mention his name this year. <laughs> I'll never be able to look at Die Hard the same way. Uh, must admit, it took me until last month to watch Love Actually for the first ever time. Uh, mm. I was battered down enough. And I like it's a good film. I, I wanted to hate it with all the hype it gets, but I can't hate it. Um, but no, I think Elf or Chris- Christmas with the Cranks uh, are my two favourite ones. Oh, yeah, that's not bad, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm quite glad that you go into films with the same attitude as me, though, sometimes thinking that everyone loves this. So I instantly must hate it and give it another <laughs> 20 years or so before I watch it. <laughs> Yeah, so I went yeah. with my mum and my brother, and it took me 23 years, and then they they stuck it on, and I was just desperately looking for things to pick holes in. But annoyingly, it's a good, nice film that you just come out kind of smiling with, and it, it really, really tore me apart on the inside. It did, yeah. <laughs> well, it actually did, didn't it? So um, uh, let's move on to what we're really meant to be talking about, and that is the mighty, the glorious, the magnificent Reading FC. Two games unbeaten, James. Whoa, that's the Christmas <laughs> gift that we didn't expect, wasn't it? Two draws, but being serious, we're quite happy with them, aren't we? Yeah, I think it's one defeat in five now. Uh, I think it's also only one one win, but you, know, you can spin stats, spin stats, spin stats how you want to. Um, no, Lincoln, Lincoln blew me. I didn't blow me away, but I was really impressed with Lincoln. I mean, that, that's the most dominant one uh, one all draw I think I've ever seen uh, in terms of in Reading's favour. Absolutely blitzed them. Um, they didn't have a single shot on target. Their, their only goal was one that we gave them um, in the third minute. And then, yeah, okay, the, looking back, the decisions are probably correct from the referee. But, you know, on another day, all it takes is one more cutback pass and you're in about four more times. I mean, it's just that end product. But I guess that'll come, you hope, um, especially with the the more favourable run of fixtures that we've got in the next few weeks. And, you know, it's suddenly looking a little bit more brighter. You know, we're only four points adrift. With you know the games coming as quickly as they can in a couple of weeks' time, it could be back above that dotted line until the next point deduction. Oh dear, you just finished. Oh, we were doing so well <laughs> until that last second there, weren't we? Uh, that reality is, yeah, <laughs> it probably will happen at some point. But until that is confirmed, we will not get into that too deeply. Uh, yeah, I was. I think the player that deserves some credit and definitely someone I have criticised, so I'm not going to pretend I haven't, is Tom Holmes. I think he's come in, it's only two games, but he's come in, he's looked steady, and I think he's really helped the younger players around him. Yeah, yeah, no, there's always a lot of pressure with sort of um, people calling him to start and he had a lot of weight of expectation on his shoulders. Um, but, you know, he's, he's done well. He hasn't made any mistakes. He's kind of um, supplemented and sort of brought the best out of, of Abby. Um, and it kind of gives Bindon a bit of a rest sort of from the limelight after, you know, a lot of games for such a young player. Uh, it's another option. Um, and, you know, who knows? He might even be putting himself in the shot window for a bit of money in, in January that could help sort of keep the club going for a bit longer. 
Is there any player that Reading FC own that isn't in the shop window? Mm. Because I think they all are, James. Do you think that's a fair comment? Yeah, yeah. Just looking at the ones that could actually earn you some money. Uh, well, most mm. most of the good young ones are out of contract in, in the summer. And, um, you know, either on loan or a lot of them just aren't pulling up trees. So we could do with a, a Tom Holmes of that kind of age, with the amount of games he's got under his belt, having a good mm. sort of couple of good few weeks. And, you know, who knows, maybe people could be tempted to part with their hard-earned cash and, you know, keep the keep some money in the coffers until a sale can go through. One player we definitely won't be seeing again, and that is Ovi Ajaria. Both the club and himself have come to mutual agreement. His contract has been terminated. Um, Ovi Ajaria is a player I think has immense talent, technical ability, but there's a lot going on there. Um that you need a lot more than that to become a, a really good player. Um, what they are, I don't really know what these issues are completely. And some point it will come out. My feeling is probably on both sides, James, but I'm glad there's been a conclusion to this. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it's best for both parties. If he doesn't want to be here, um, then, you know, it's, it's best to, to free up free up some wages, um, you know, to go towards other people that do want to be here and that, you know, are probably fearing for their, their wages every single month. Um, as always, with everything in football, it's not going to be cut and dry. You know, I'm sure there are things that both parties wish they'd done differently. Um, it, it dragged on for far too long. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's taken, what, a year since the last appearance, six months since since relegation, to um, finally get, you know, some agreement that both are happy with. Um, but, you know, very intrigued to see where he pops up, pops up next, because I think the list won't be particularly long. No, I don't think it will be. Um, but football is a game that is astonishing how many chances you get, isn't it? I mean, it, just because you haven't played well for probably 18 months, I think that's probably fair, isn't it? Um, someone will take a risk on him, probably lower down, and he's going to have to accept that his wages are going to have to be way lower than they were at Reading. Um, you know, fair play to him. He signed the contract at Reading. I have no issue with that. But... Um, yeah, it's risk and uh, it's sad when you see players of his ability wasting it, basically. Um, I say wasting it as because I only see the public side of him. There could be very good mm. reasons why there is he's never fulfilled it here. Um, but what do you think, James? Do you think we're going to see one day Ovi Ajara starring and you know, maybe making the most of his ability? Yeah, of course. Well, if Ravel Morrison keeps getting clubs like he did for a period, then there'll be some manager out there that you know thinks uh, they can get the best out of him. Um, you know, it's not just Reading where he was noted for his attitude problems. I think Rangers have a few issues, and I don't think he's particularly popular at Sunderland either. His loan spell there, so he's got a bit of a reputation now. Um, so it's all down to him if he wants to buck, you know, buck the the sort of um, opinion of him. Uh, then he's got to put his head down, get hard work, and you know there'll be a manager out there that will take take a risk, um, obviously on on lower wages. But he's not done anything in recent years to prove he's worth the wages that he was as a Championship player. Um, I think he only only scored what eight or nine goals for Reading in three years anyway. I mean, he hardly ripped up trees. You know, the big thing about Ajari was he was so good to watch on the eye, but he was never particularly efficient in terms of putting goals or assists on the table. Um, so there's lots of things managers will take into account. And uh, I, I think at the age of 26, he's easily got another club in him. And then it's all solely down to him and what he decides to do and whether he you know, wants to carve out another career in football. I personally think there's a lot of 
similarities in just playing style, personality, I don't think so at all, between Ovi Ajaria and Marit Matioski. And I think the way he splits the fans, I think, is also quite similar. I think technically both absolutely fantastic players, but end product wasn't always there, James. Are you a Marek fan? Have I really deeply offended you and ruined your Christmas there? No, obviously, um, you being a little bit more of my senior, uh, I was very, very young when Matioski was uh, around. I do remember oh, him. Um, I've but, never felt so old. <laughs> <laughs> only being at primary school, then, uh, you know, you have to go back, go back quite a way. Uh, he was a great player to watch. No one can deny that. And when Ovi was on fire, then he was, you know, hard to mm. contend with. And I remember that that great winter a few years back before COVID and, you know, back in people's minds where people were wondering who was better out of him or Eze. I think the mm. answer's been pretty, pretty comfortably. Oh, yeah. We've got to the bottom now. of that one now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there was a six-month period where, you know, both were highly touted as the next big things. And it's another mm. opportunity where Reading probably passed up the chance to sell at the right time for the right price and another one where they've come to have to walk away with nothing as opposed to a bit of money to reinvest. But, um, you know, he goes with, you know, with, with wishes and, you know, it'd be nice to see another club get the best out of him um, and see him rip it up again, because I'm sure there's, there's things going on that I'm sure we aren't privy to. Yes. Yes, certainly. But the big question is, is Elise better than SA? I mean, that's the ultimate question, but we probably won't get into that because that will go down some very, very bad rabbit hole there. So let's move on to the game on Saturday coming up against Wigan. This is, yes, like that klaxon, fire her up, she's ready to rumble, a must-win game for Reading FC. We're back here again every single week we're here, aren't we, James? And are we going to do it? Are we going to pick up three points and give us the Christmas gift that all Reading fans want? I think three of our next four are must win to be. I think I think I, I wouldn't have classed Wigan as must win. I'd have gone must not or lose. I think at home. I don't think we'd have because Wigan are on. I know they're seventeenth, but they they have been on a decent run form. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Exeter's a must win. Cheltenham's a must win. Um, okay, so that's yeah, two out of four. Um, um, only reason I'm putting Wigan in there is because if you only if you take add on our points deduction, I think there's only a four points difference. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're I mean... fairly close. Um, but I do agree with what you're saying. The other two games, if we had to win mm. two out of those three games, I would go for Cheltenham and I would go for Exeter. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a very winnable game. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good game to have just before the sort of run we have. I mean, everybody's written off Peterborough. Um, so, you know, you don't want to be going into those two massive crunch games around the New Year period on the back of two defeats. Um, but I just think we just need to keep momentum going, even another undefeated game. You know, a, a solid draw. The performances are getting better. Um, so underlying stats-wise, I think we're slowly getting there and we're doing sort of okay. Um, so, you know, it's an int- it'll be an interesting watch. I think they'll obviously see it as a, a not as a must-win, but I think they'll fancy themselves as far as away games go as well. Oh, James was a consummate pro there. I introduced the uh, <laughs> darts foam hand there in the background. I want to see if I'd love to darts, love darts. I'm sure there's lots of you... Uh, listening to this who are watching the darts and well is probably going but let's get to the prediction time i'm going to be optimistic everyone's surprised to hear that one red <laughs> reading um uh, i'm going to go for a 2-1 win obviously we concede in virtually every single game so no shot there and i'm going to say sam smith is going to score the winner last minute and he's going to reveal a massive sign of die young 
on his t-shirt underneath saying i've sold the club and it's like the best christmas gift ever <laughs> how do i live up to that uh, I, I think i'm gonna have to go for a my solid one or draw i think it's a pretty you love a draw you come yeah. on here you're like sit on the bus. you should be sponsored by ron seal james you really should be <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there are a lot of draws in, in this league and um yeah, there is although ironically i don't think you know we've had obviously what is it four draws or three or four draws in our last few um it's another tight game sort of down the bottom i don't think we're going to go gung-ho to try and win it i don't think they're going to go gung-ho if it's nil nil or one or with 15 minutes to go um then i think you probably all leave um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably take a point, providing we then beat Cheltenham and, and um, Exeter around the New Year period. Yeah, I mean we could get a draw and still be closer to uh, the safety zone mm. mark. I really phrase that badly, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Getting out of the relegation zone. So if we um, would we take that? Yeah, we probably would. Um, if we pick up the win, it'd be so much nicer, obviously. Um, but we will see. So. Thank you for listening, and uh, I'm sure some of you will be driving home for Christmas as you're listening to this. I'm going to bang that joke out on the next one as well. But big <laughs> thanks to everyone who has been listening to the preview this year. Really, really appreciate it. You're absolute legends, but mostly to James for a putting up with my horrendous jokes and me like trying to you know come up with stupid stuff on a weekly basis. So thank you, James. We appreciate your time. No, thanks for having me on. It's been great fun. Another another, another solid year of uh, sort of club almost going extinct. Um, you know, it's been two years out of two now for me <laughs> come this time of year. So it's been a uh, eventful time as I approach my uh, two and a half year anniversary. I dread to think what's going to happen in the third year because if that's yeah. the that's like the level we're at. But thanks for listening. And uh, now Matt will be chatting with a Wigan fan, Barry from uh, PWU. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of the Elm Park Royals preview podcast, brought to you of course by Phantom Brew Co. Um, it's time now to look at our opposition this weekend, um, and it's one of our more familiar foes really. Um, we played last played them last season in pretty much the game that relegated both of us. Um, it wasn't the best day for both clubs, but as kind of we joked at the time, we'll be talking to each other next season, so I think both of us knew it was coming, and it and it has. So, um, yeah, so to look over Wigan, we've got Barry again from Progress with Unity. Hi, hi, Matt. Good to be back. Yes, almost a podcast regular at this point, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but looking looking at Wigan um, a bit, Barry, kind of um, end of end of last season. Obviously, we kind of know about Sean Maloney um, came in to you guys um, in January last season. wasn't quite able to turn it around um, in the end. Put up a very good fight towards the back end of the season, but obviously ended up in relegation, like like with Reading. Um, give us a bit of a insight, really, into the end of last season, Sean Maloney, and the start of this season, really, for you guys. Uh, I do have to go back to them times, <laughs> like a, night, a recurring nightmare. Uh, Apologies. I mean, yeah, once the season finished and, uh, you know, we uh, similar situation to where you find yourselves at the moment, we haven't been paying staff and it looked like we were going to lose the club. Uh, we got saved at the 11th hour for the second time in, in three seasons, two seasons, sorry. Um, but one thing that it did come with was a transfer embargo. We lost... Uh, a few players because they were on big wages and we didn't renew the contracts. Other players were allowed to leave because we had, we'd missed paying their wages, so the contracts were ripped up. So we needed to, um, Sean Maloney needed to bring in basically a new squad, which he did by uh, promoting eight academy graduates. So that was really exciting. You know, local lads all being promoted through to the first team squad, which is what I think every fan of every club wants to see, you know, the young lads coming through. And then we uh, we brought some very astute signings uh, using the loan market and free transfers. We're not allowed to pay any fee, whether it be a loan fee or a transfer fee. So that's, you know, you, you think of that as we're going to end up picking up players that nobody else wants, but... I don't think that's the case because we've brought in some really good players. Um, we can we can high five each other on 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 that one. I think we 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 we're seemingly the 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 the, na- the naughty children of the football league at the moment with the embargoes and everything. But 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 yeah, I mean like the the I, I, it's different. I think in League One, free players because in League One, a lot of players end up running out their contracts at the end of the day. I mean, like you know, we were able to sign the likes of Lewis Wing and Sam Smith on free transfers and. It might sound bad, but with the greatest of respects, obviously, to the league, Wigan and Reading are probably a better proposition than a Fleetwood, right, for, you know, I guess a top player that's out of contract. So, um, so yeah, you're able to work that market quite well, I guess. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, we did pick up some some good lads. I mean, the only problem that, uh, well, no, it wasn't a problem. The only concern that we had was... Are they going to are they going to gel soon enough for the season? Because the season was on us before we knew, uh, you know, before things turned around, and especially starting in a new division again as well. But I mean, lo and behold, I think we, our first game we went away to Derby and won. Uh, first uh, next away game we went to uh, the team just up the road from us in Orich, and, and we beat them four 0 on their own patch. So it was like, you know, this is it. We've we've we're up and running, and this team just looks absolutely fantastic. Um, we tend to we tend to win or lose. We don't tend to draw. I think we've only drawn two games all season, two or three. So that that's the way we play. We play to win games. Um, uh, Sean Maloney, I love him. I, I, he's straight out of the Roberto Roberto Martinez school, who's out of the Johan Cruyff school. So very similar. Uh, coaches um, good heritage good heritage there absolutely superb uh <laughs> we play the ball on the floor uh, you know a dramatic change from from liam richardson who i i loved i thought liam played us you know to our strengths and he, he won the league one title he, he i thought he was sacked unfairly last november but um 
the football's totally different and it's the kind of football that I enjoy seeing. Ball on the deck, uh, get it out wide, we get forward quickly uh, and, and we'll have a go to win a game. Um, we don't settle uh, for draws. We were two, two apiece on Saturday down at Port Vale and Maloney said he wasn't unhappy about losing because we were still going for the win and he'll say that as long as we're trying to win games, he's, he's happy. So, yeah, I, I, if you... We've gone minus eight this, so far this season. I'm saying so far, I hope we don't get docked any more points, but we're on minus eight. Add those eight points to our total, we'd probably be about ninth or tenth mm-hmm. in the division uh, with a brand new team. Uh, I think we're the second youngest squad in the league. That'll do for me. I want a, a season without any drama. I, I won't mind a little trip to Wembley in the what is now the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. We're through to the latter stages of that. So that'd be that'd be a wonderful uh, mid-table obscurity. Uh, thank you very much. I think Reading fans share kind of your wishes and ambitions there of where what we want Reading to be honest have a have, have a quiet season of just no controversy. Um, to be honest, because um, yeah, controversy is never far, far away. But you say um, or, or you said there, obviously eight points deducted um, at the start of the season. Starts on minus eight. Start the season fantastically, though. Like you say, I think it was. Um, I think you're unbeaten in your first four games, but then you you went on a run of I think it was one win in seven in the league. Um, so again, went back to I guess that losing kind of phase that that that, that, that you said you sometimes flip into. But then of late, your run kind of in the last nine, ten games has been really fantastic, to be honest. One one loss, I think, in, in, in ten games for you guys, take it well, prior to Port Vale anyway. Um so what 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 what's 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 clicking with um Wigan at the moment? Yeah, it, it's one it was one loss in fifteen, so I mean it was even better than what you the okay. PTO plus rate uh, <laughs> Matt. Yeah, yeah. Uh the 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 bad run came um along with losing centre midfielder Matt Smith due to injury, he ended up with a double hernia. And he was our linchpin. He was like a quarterback, you know. Um, and we were thinking, are we, are we going to overcome this? So we, we had a couple of different combinations in midfield and we finally settled on two academy graduates, Barbara D. Coase, 20-year-old, and Scotty Smith, a, a local lad, 21, yeah, come through, both come through the ranks at the club. And they've settled in nicely now. So we play with, with two sitting midfielders, um, and, and once they they sort of got used to playing together, that's when we I think we did four defeats on the trot, and 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 then we we kicked on again, and we went on this run. Um, yeah, so so that's where it's come from. Uh, the midfield, like I said, with Barbara Deco and Scotty Smith, we play with uh, those of the sitters, and then we've got uh, this new term, this inverted fullback where you've got a left footer on the right and a right footer on the left and they're cutting into midfield. Uh, people are exchanging positions all, all through the game. It's it's fabulous to watch from from my perspective. I know some supporters don't like it because they like a big boot-up field and, and 10 men charging after the ball, but that's not my style of football, thank you. I like all this intricacy. This, I mean, I don't know what's coming next, and the opposition certainly don't. So we tend, we've been tying teams in knots, if I'm being honest, and we've been creating great chances. But I've got to mention one player in our squad who's been an absolute revelation this season. He's been with us. This is his third season now. Um, we've sent him out on loan for, for the best part of the last two seasons, Jordan Jones. No, he's a left winger or a right winger. He's a right winger, but we've had him playing sort of left wing back um he's been he's, he's been assisting he's been scoring fabulous goals he's a 
day, every time he's on the ball, he looks really dynamic. He's got bags of pace. He's very direct, and he's been an absolute revelation. And I'm, I'm just, I'm delighted with the form that he's, he's been showing of late. Um, and he, he's a definitely a different player under Sean Maloney than than what he was under the previous regime. He's really, he's really come out. Well, I know he was at, at Sunderland prior to was on loan from Rangers, uh, and they said he was a bit hit and miss, but he's been hitting uh, so far this season. He's been absolutely fantastic. Well, two goals and three assists, I think it is, for um, for, for Jordan Jones. So uh, a real threat on the left there, number 14, um, kind of Reading fans, if you want to kind of look out for him. Um one of one of one of the big things, though, I, I, I think with kind of um, Wigan at the moment um, is, I, I say defensive solidity. You've, you've you've only conceded twenty six so far, which I think Reading fans would just dream of conceding twenty six at this stage of a season, to be honest, because defending is not our strong point. Um, but one one of one of the statisticians, Wigan are actually the second worst when it comes to XG this season, um, only beaten by Fleetwood. They've got. Uh, 31.5 XG against Fleetwood, 32.1, but only conceded 26. Um, one big part of that, though, is your goalkeeper, who has, frankly, I think the best name in the Football League um, in Sam Tickle. Um, third, sorry, fourth best in save percentage in the league as well, with 74% save percentage. Um, I mean, Barry, give us a bit of an insight into, into Mr Tickle, we'll call him. Mr. Tittle, I think everybody knows he's got extremely long arms and big hands, and he plays exactly <laughs> like that. He's, he's 21, he's about six foot four. Uh, he's, he's built, he's a big lad, very agile. His he's positions, positional uh, strength is, is superb. He's left footed, he can play football as well. He can ping a, ping a long ball, ping a short ball. We're always looking, he, he sometimes he plays as like a sweeper tight role. He's been called up into the England under-21 squad as well, so he's he's got international recognition. Um, he made his debut on the final game of last season. We had Rotherham at home and nil, a goal of straw down at the uh, DW. That's where he made his debut for us. Uh, there's another one who's come through the ranks at Wigan Athletic. Uh, he's going to go. He's going to go all the way. He's a top, top keeper. Um, and He's, he's a big, lively character as well. He's loved by the fans and the players alike. And yeah, we've got him at 21. And our two centre-backs, both 20-year-olds. I mean, three kids there. Uh, the centre-back, Liam Morrison, he's on loan from Bayern Munich. You don't usually get a player from Bayern Munich to Wigan, do you, in any capacity? So, But he's, uh, he's a Scottish lad. He's Scottish under-20s captain. So he's got a bit of pedigree with him. And Charlie Hughes, who is a sensational player, he's he's come through. He's been with us since he was 13. He's come through the ranks at our club. I know his dad. He's, his dad's a local lad. He used to play for Preston. Uh, and he's been uh, called up to England. Uh, they call it the elite squad now. That's the under-20s. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's made his debut for them. And he's played. I think he's played three games for them now. Uh, he's also our vice captain. He's captained the side on about four occasions this season. So that tells you what he's like. I'll be very surprised if either titular user still with us next season. I think they'll, they're going to be snapped up by Premier League clubs. Uh, but um, I, I'd say to any, any spectator of any, I said this to, you know, when I'm talking to opposition fans, just watch them, watch them play the, you know, the, the top quality Players enjoy seeing him. Uh, Charlie, who's so comfortable on the ball, he reads the game exceptionally well. He's he bosses around all the players and himself, you know, drags them into position. 
plays superbly well with Liam Morris and both right-footers. So the second in turns play at the left side of defence. But Chelsea uses, he can dribble the ball out, he can ping a 60-yard pass to somebody's toe. He's, he scored, you might remember him, he scored the goal down at your place at the end of last season, the, the header at the end. He, uh, you know, yes. he was, <laughs> yeah. He's got a real baby face, he's a kid, but he's hard as nails. He's, you know, he's, he's an absolute top class player and he's going to go all the way unfortunately not with us because we're not we can't rise as quick as what he's going to rise and I, I think he'll be in the Premier League within two or three seasons without any doubt mm. well we've seen it before with I guess players like um, Trafford like last year um, obviously in, 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 in League One now playing playing for Burnley um, yeah keep, keep an eye out for, for, for those uh, few players Reading fans um, switching to the other uh, other end of the pitch I'm going to try and give Reading fans here a bit of hope um, with, with, with the stats I've talked about the defence um, kind of Wigan overachieving the stats on that side they're also massively overachieving um, in the goal scoring front um, have an XG going forwards of 20.8 so should have only scored 20.8 goals but have scored 32 goals middle finger time to the statisticians of the world for Wigan right now um but two players that I guess have been key in it probably Charlie White in the early part of the season and Stephen Humphreys both got seven goals for you um what are they what are they like and who are the other players to look out for going forwards for you guys well, Steve Humphreys is uh, is like a marauding Viking. He's he's blonde. He's built like a a brick outhouse. I'll use the the technical term rather than the common term. Uh, he's he's more akin to a um, an American football player. He's he gets the ball at his feet and he drives with it. He drives. He's two footed. He score a thirty yarder with his left foot. Score a thirty yarder with his right foot. It doesn't matter to him. Um, he'll miss as well. You know, he, he can just as well send one sailing out the stadium. But that's the type of player he is. He's straight in there. And he's also had a couple of assists. I mean, they might not be the last assist in the move, but he's 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 had the killer pass that that's led to a lot of goals. He's very good at, at seeking out you know our players. Um, Really, really good. Uh, he, he wasn't so good on, on Saturday at Port Vale and he was taken off. He, he, that was his quietest game I've seen him have. But I must say that the squad had the Christmas due on Wednesday in Glasgow and I think they were all suffering a little bit from that. So I think that'll be out of the system by the time we come down to your place. As for Charlie... Send, send, send him on another Christmas party on the Friday. There's some <laughs> great places in Reading. Send him to the Turtle. Send him to Purple Turtle. They'll have a great night. The, the purple turtle, I like the sound yes. of that place. <laughs> it's a Reading institution. And even our third kit is uh, is uh, based on that this season. It's called the purple shirtle, we've called it. Oh, the so, purple yeah. shirtle. <laughs> I got that wrong then. The purple, the, the purple turtle conjures all sorts of different connotations. <laughs> but um but but charlie wyke one of your early performers in, in in the season dropped away of late like say got a goal at the weekend at port vale though do you think he'll be back in contention for the weekend uh, he'll definitely be in the squad whether he's in the team or not i, I don't know whether he'll start we, we we tend to start with uh three very um i don't know how to describe it really three players that like lang umfries and we've been starting with marshall god but unfortunately he's out injured who might be Callum McManaman. and Chris C is a young kid who's come through at the moment. He's only 19. He scored his first goal on Saturday. It's, it's worth the three strikers interacting. You never know who's going to be going through the middle, who's going to be out wide, who's going to be number 10. Keeps the opposition defences 
at guessing Rochelle is more of a straightforward number nine, isn't he? He's like the old-fashioned centre-forward, but he's a goal scorer. You know what you're getting from Charlie like. Uh, mm-hmm. He started the season on fire. He got sent off against Portsmouth and then he, he, he had trouble getting back into the squad. He, he picked up a hip injury, we're led to believe, and it kept him out for a while. But he was back in the squad on Saturday, came on at half-time, took his goal exceptionally well. First-time effort, fired it into the box and uh, did the old badge pat as well to let the fans know that <laughs> the club's there in his heart. So, um, yeah, so we know what we're getting with Charlie. He's a backler, he's a big centre-forward and, yeah. and he knows where the net is. A nice plan B, almost, at this at this point of the season, I guess you could say. Um just before we jump on to score predictions and kind of wrap up, um, Barry, quick mention for Marshall God- uh, Godu, um, a young player for you guys. I think um, he's out on in- or out injured, I think, at the moment, but possibly might be in contention for the weekend. Um, give us a short, short look into Godu. Oh, fabulous player. Uh, we've got him on loan from Fulham. He, he's, um, I think they picked him up from Margate, of all places. He set in the non-league alike. Uh, they picked him up a couple of seasons back. Just turned 20. He's absolutely electric. He gets on the ball. He's pretty. I'm, he's probably about 5'8", you know, small in stature, but two electric feet, bags of pace, Premier League quality, I'd say, real Premier League quality. One of those that you you think, um, you know, this this guy's gonna gonna set this division alight. And he came in, and, and that's what he's been doing. We got him at the end of the transfer window. Uh, I think he's got about four or five goals with us, three assists, something along those lines. Reminds me a little bit of the guy who was at Fulham uh, at uh, Burnley last season on loan from Southampton. Teller, Nathan Teller. Teller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Similar type of player to him. Um, got that type of pace as well about him. Uh, scores really good goals. I mean, you're talking there about our XG. Uh, I think the thing with us is when we hit the target, they usually find the back of the net. Uh, they're very precise with the finishing, these lads. And, uh, you know, he, he's definitely one of those. Really excited about him. I spoke to him a couple of weeks back. He was in a booth then, and I was. it was sort of suggested he might be out for, for quite a while. He, he picked up a, uh, a rugby tackle injury away at York in the FA Cup. He was dumped to the ground in the last second of the game because he'd been aggravating the team so much. Uh, and we thought he might be out for a while. He told me he's going to be back a lot sooner than uh, expected. And he said he might even be back for the big game, which I took to mean Reading away, not Manchester United at all. So <laughs> he might be back on Saturday. Fingers crossed he is, because, uh, again, another treat for you to watch an opposition player to your part. Well, Reading, Man United. There's not really many much difference between the two, I don't think. Anyway, so um, so yeah. Um, quick question for you, Barry. XG. Are you a fan of it? Are you a believer in XG? Uh, absolutely not. No, I've no clue what it means. And uh, I think the the only uh, uh, stats I like are the ones at the uh, ninety minutes when it says like you know Reading one, we're going to flat it two. Hopefully. It's the only one that matters, isn't it? Really, at the end of the day, yeah. it doesn't matter really what chances you create or what you're supposed to have scored. You 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 have scored and uh, not scored, or not conceded um, in that instance. So uh, so yeah. Score prediction for the weekend. Then what what are you going to go for? Are you going to stick to your two one that you've just uh, hinted at there? I'm going to have to do now. I've said it, aren't I? So I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I mean. I think the thing with Reading versus Wigan Athletic, it's always a very interesting game. There's always something happening, usually late on as well. I mean, we've had certainly the Medici anyway. 
certainly in the midday. Yes. I've been to a couple that have been a bit boring at the DW, but um, but yeah, yeah. Well, usually you run out three nil winners up a tire place, don't you? So we don't like that. <laughs> I, I've well. gone to the wrong games then because I've been to nil nils and oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, I've been to a couple of, of times when you've done us three nil. So uh, mm. yeah, uh, but down at your place, absolutely, it, they always seem to be a classic a game to look back on, including that one last season. You know, the one all was a very tense and nervous game and uh like you said it, it you know nailed our our relegation on and, and brought you down with us as well because you, you you didn't win it um but yeah so i'm expecting it to be another one of those types of games but i'm still going for a 2-1 latix win yeah fantastic well I'm going to go. I'm, well, I went for 1 1 on your podcast. I think I'm going to stick to it. Um, I don't want to sound negative or defeatist or anything, but I think a, a, a draw against a team that's, you know, was it one or well before Port Vale, one loss in 15, two loss in 15, if you want to include Port Vale, I don't think will be a bad result. Um, but yeah, 1 1 for me. And uh, yeah, Barry, thank you very much for obviously joining us again. I look forward to previewing the the reverse fixture later in the season well i say later in the season i think we play you at your place in january so we're going to have you back on i think quite soon um but anyway um best of luck obviously for for, for the christmas period um and um, yeah we'll catch up with you um when we play you again later in the season yeah um i wish you all the best you know in your current situation as well we know what it's like and uh yeah uh let's hope it gets get sorted sooner rather than later as well Brothers in arms, brothers in arms. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, though, for joining us, Barry. And thank you, everyone, for obviously listening to this episode of the preview podcast. Um, we will be back on Sunday uh, reviewing the game against Wigan. Fingers crossed it will be looking at three points. Um, but win, loss or draw, we will, of course, be back looking looking at that game and giving our thoughts of it. Um, if you have enjoyed the podcast, give it the five star rating. It, it obviously deserves like all of our socials stay up to date really obviously helps us and uh, obviously helps keep you guys up to date as well with all the latest things that is epr well with that i'm going to sign off now i've been matt lansley this has been the preview podcast and we'll join you on the next one <laughs>